welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. Well, some records were made to be broken. I wish the record of us beating LAFC at home had not been. The seal is broken. We suck. Let's go. <laughs> Michelle is alluding to the fact that I had to slap myself kind of to get myself in the fight today to record this podcast because it's been it, it's been tough slotting my my friends. I, I will be fully honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not the only ones struggling with the LA Galaxy, right? <laughs> so, um, look, it had it had to happen. It took LAFC five years to do it, but now it's going to be LA Galaxy's turn to have to beat them at their home. And I, I, I know right now that seems so far-fetched, but I really think that by July this will be this will be a different team and I know that there's only a couple days left for you know the galaxy to make any moves but um you know LAFC it is a great team right now I know everybody hates to say it um you know they're possibly at their peak um I think it was a big big ask for the galaxy to to beat LAFC at home I mean you have to play as I said um you know I think it was Fulman that said you have to play perfect against LAFC right now they're in CCL they're you know defending champions of MLS Cup it's like this is what the Galaxy were up against and then you see the same mistakes you see the team struggling and and with that said I do think that this was the best performance that LA Galaxy have had this season I, I'd agree with that generally uh, I thought they were they were very good in the second half again when they shifted to the three five two, the possession numbers kind of like them a little bit more that second half, they dominated the game. I mean, there was a couple of chances that they should have put away. Uh, I, I will say it was actually kind of a weird game in the sense that LAFC didn't play the way that we had kind of expected them to. LAFC actually feasted on a lot of transition moments, which the Galaxy are just, I mean, they can't play transition defense at this point in time. But again, it was a lot of the same old issues that we've run into with this Galaxy team, which is when the ball turns over, they lose possession too easily. They then can't organize the defense quickly enough. That allows the team to then start running downhill. And then when it comes to that last line of defense, they're already scattered to the winds. So we ran into this issue on all three goals, pretty much, that the Galaxy conceded. Now, the penalty... You can't make that challenge. Let's be honest here. And again, it's another senior leadership figure on this team making a dumb decision. And all of a sudden now it's 2-1 down, goes to 3-1 two minutes later, and all of a sudden everything looks bad. I, I will be honest. I think 3-2 favors the Galaxy here a little bit. I thought that second half, they played a lot better. But I saw a couple of things in this game where I was like, okay, I kind of... like. Remember we talked about it last week because I was listening to last week's episode when we were headed to the bunker. Remember we talked a lot about last week about, you know, like what are we looking for? Like we know that probably, you know, to be quite honest, we don't do predictions on the show. LAFC was probably going to win this game. But we saw some things in that second half that I was like, okay, these are these are turning points, right? Like these are points where I can sit and say, Okay, we have a plan here. And I thought a lot of that was around Caligari. I mean, Caligari was actually brilliant in this game. And if you look at the passing network map, I mean, we're talking, you know, they they, they shaped out into like a 3-3-2 in the attack. And I actually really like this because what it allows it to happen is 
Raheem Edwards doesn't have to play defense because he's got someone behind him finally. Mavinga or, you know, as it's going to be Aude uh, as we move forward, that allows him to use that passing range. That allows him to use that kind of that aggression that he has. And I think that actually could work. And if they work in that three, you know, that that three, 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 two shape in the attacking shape, like, I mean, it's going to work. Like, I mean, I think it's going to. Now, there are questions. Um, is Tyler Boyd the perfect fit in there? I don't know about that, but they do have kind of a concept here now. And it didn't exactly work against LAFC, but at times, I mean, they made LAFC think about some things. Um, and I mean, obviously, Vela's first goal, phenomenal goal. Can't do anything about that. But there were some moments where I was like, okay, I'm starting to kind of see where the vision is. Yeah, and, you know, the Galaxy did it again where they shot themselves in the foot, uh, so to speak, on those uh, last two goals. Of course, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Um, yeah, any any other team, as we saw with rivalry week, um, you know, with the, a lot of upsets uh, that end up coming out in MLS that week, namely Portland versus the Sounders, right? Like Portland beating the Sounders who, you know, are their rivals, but also Sounders are on the top. It gave us like, Galaxy fans hope, you know, that we could do that. But uh, yeah, a lesser team is going to take advantage of the mistakes the Galaxy made. And so therefore, of course, LAFC is going to, um, especially Vela, right? So um, I definitely think Movingo was okay, <laughs> but I but he got injured. So um, I didn't see an update on that. Do we know if he's going to be available tomorrow? Uh, I have not checked the injury report, but I can do that right as we talk. Please. Yeah, continue. no worries. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kulabali. Um, you know, I understand that he did make a mistake. I at the time and even really right now, I, I don't totally blame him. Um, I think Cien is that his name? Cien Fuentes. Cien uh, yeah. Yeah. Baited him a lot. And and really milked it and really got that that call. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with 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 that. I mean, I agree with that 110. percent Sefuentes. Um, I mean, when you're a, a any player at 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 that level, when you're making that run of the box or like that type of run in the box, going away from goal, you know, you have the center back right there where he's located. If you can get contact out of him, it's usually a penalty. Um, by the way, Mavinga will be out for. Uh, uh, tomorrow's game. I, I do think, though, the way that they shaped up uh, it, it, when they were moving into the attack, those network maps that we're seeing, this is a little bit better than what we've been seeing because what we've what we've seen is compression, right? So when we when we talk about tactical formations and we talk about tactical shape, compression is a bad thing. Being compressed into a center kind of like column is an issue. But if we can spread the field, well, then all of a sudden you start getting these, you know, these these lanes, these gaps in a in, in a team where you can start hitting them. And actually, the Galaxy were pretty good about that in the second half, about pulling LAFC apart, getting those gaps together, and then just using them. Did they finish them? Not particularly. But I think there's, I think, I, I think finally, kind of maybe it's meshing just that little bit. That being said. Austin's going to present a different challenge. Austin likes to do exactly what the Galaxy do, which is go play in the in 
in like what is basically a three five two that is a bastardized three five two, and then just absolutely ping you wide left and right. What you know that that's going to be a question for this weekend. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself here real quick, but I think the Galaxy in that second half switching to the three five two. They showed us a lot that I think we hadn't seen for a bit, which is okay with Caligari in the side, in the side, with all of the players we have, and 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 Sega and and everyone. Maybe this could work. I haven't felt that the entire season. However, again, a lot of the same issues popped up, which was transition defense. You know, when the ball turns over, what do we do? We you know, we shut down. We dropped too far back. And then what happened? LAFC, who played, quite frankly, not like LAFC normally plays. LAFC normally plays a little bit more on the front foot. You know, whatever. They ate transitions alive that night. I mean, they were, or that afternoon, excuse me. Um, they were just so aggressive in terms of every single time the ball turned over. They were going to win every single time. Uh, it looks a little bit like almost Bob Bradley's LAFC rather than Chirundolo's LAFC. Um, but I think the Galaxy, if they can start getting that resting defense and that transition defense correct, that I saw a lot there where I was like, okay, this makes a little bit of sense. They can actually work with this, and then it's malleable. Like the Houston game, for example, if we're going to compare it, that Houston game was they just could not defend in any way, shape, or form. But at times... There was a there was an idea there, right? Like, and that's where I'm kind of a little more positive in that second half. That being said, there are still a ton of structural questions where I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. Yeah, and why can't the team seem to to get it together, right? Like Bruin, there were giveaways. Um, you know, Efrain gets subbed in, first of all. We'll go back to that in a second. Um you know, like you're saying, like Kulabali, you know, did do that late challenge. And yeah, and, and the same thing, you know, same problems. You see the possession this time. And what I've noticed lately about this team, though, I will say is that they have really fought with heart. And that's that's like the most that that we were asking of last season. Um, speaking of last season, LAFC wanted to beat Carson in Carson. OK, well, now that they've done it and now that they're you know, playing, they've played five games. They're tired because of the Champions League. Maybe now LAFC will start to to lose, win in their sales, so to speak, you know? But, so, uh-huh. I want to ask you a question that I think is a very valid question. Are you as frustrated as I am that the only time the Galaxy seem to get up for a game at home is whenever we play them at home? Yes, and I'm going to record my sigh on here. I hope it came through. Um, yeah, 100%. Isn't that always the way? And not only was it a MLSC week on top of, you know, the scheduling, like we were saying, um, it, you can always count on on these El Traficos to deliver. You know, Tyler Boyd with a Galasso like that? Like, I know that that's what you want to see. And against LAFC, I was like, he's baptized. Like the, you know, as a G, like this is these, the game definitely lived up to the expectations, you know, and, and such a close scoreline like that, a three, two, I mean, till the end galaxy were hammering shots and 
And this is when you're the most frustrated because you're just like, well, I've been following this team just these last few games, right? And so it's no surprise that they can't get in the back of the net. But man, yeah, I was pleading with the soccer gods. Like, I don't want to lose the city to the to this other team. Uh, you know, I'm jealous of, of the LAFC fans because they don't know the heartbreak like we do. We we remember those the golden ages, of, you know, 2002, 2005, 2011, 2012, 2014. We remember all that stuff. And all the other silverware that they collected in between, you know, and making those runs. Like, we remember all that. And now LAFC is getting their turn. And you're just like, okay. But then they've also got to crash and burn, too. They're going to have their turn with that, you know? I I agree with that 110%. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this game, I don't know if it necessarily represents a pivot point in the rivalry. Um, I hope it doesn't. I think it does. Um, but I think you you hit a lot of good points there, which were kind of this concept of rivalries ebb and flow. Like you have to see the other team and see them ebb and flow as much as you are going to see your club ebb and flow. And we have never seen LAFC ebb. They've only flown. Um, I, I, I do think that you know for the galaxy that second half is going to be something they can hang their hat on and basically say hey look you know we really probably should have you know gotten into this game i mean you know they i I mean expected goals in the second half i mean it went from you know for the galaxy 0.08 to 1.8 and i mean lafc gets a total team xg of 2.2 but I mean, I look at a lot of their chance creation and I, I see numbers that I don't like, you know, like numbers that I, I would say, I mean, like there are three chances early in the, in the 60th minute, 2.14%, you know, 3.38%, you know, the goal, they, the, the first goal they score 78, uh, 78.4%, which is the penalty penalties are always kind of guaranteed, but then Hollingshead's goal is a 5.18%. So that reads to me that, the galaxy were kind of fiercely unlucky on the day. Um, but, I, but I would say, I think, you know, right now, I think we're talking about a lot of, we're trying to be positive as we normally do here at Subway soccer. We have to look at the reality of the situation though. It's seven games without a win. This is the worst start the galaxy have ever had in their history. It's not a good place right now. I mean, you look at the, press conferences Greg Manny is delivering you look at the way the supporters feel you look at the way that everything is going on I almost feel like I don't want to say that this upcoming weekend is an MLS Cup final but it almost kind of almost feels like it like what happens if they lose again you know like or or draw again like like there was a lot in this game that I really liked but it's still in a loss and that's the issue here, I, I guess I have. And I understand your your positivity. And I agree with you on a lot of things. I'm more trying to figure out what does it look like this weekend? And what happens if things go south? And I want to, to come on here and say I am very positive about the way things went. I'm positive about half of it. And I'm begging i am pleading i am screaming to the rooftops taking my shirt off and 
burying my chest. The three five two is the future of the Sully Galaxy team. It worked really well in that second half. Like, why did we not do it earlier? Well, so then that does. But that's bring the me, question. That know? is the question, but it does bring me to my notes here about Vanny. I'm, I'm honestly done with him after this season. I think when you sub in Efrain Alvarez, um, when it's going the way it is, and he keeps doing the late subbing when the guys are making the same mistakes over and over when they're not gelling to me, that's on the coach. I know that I probably sound like a broken record a lot lately. Um, It's just, it's not even that Vanny's a bad coach or anything like that, despite what, you know, Esh talkers say on, on Twitter, um, you know, that we're getting, you know, I can't remember what year Toronto that he tanked with, um them but you know that's the venue that we're getting but I, I don't think it's that and I understand like there's you know other uh root rot so to speak on the plant here but I just think that Vanny's run his course at, at the end of this season and I think um w- you know if if they lose again to Austin which is a very high possibility because let's not underestimate Austin I mean I'm not gonna you know blow them up like like they're the top, you know, to go ahead in in the playoffs, right? But we re- we recognize the type of team that Austin is. Are they beatable? Yes. Here we go again against a, a beatable team at home. But this is still an incomplete Galaxy team, right? They're still missing players. These guys are, if they're not injured, they're getting themselves suspended. Well, I mean, there's also the story that came out that uh, Caligari cut himself on a bottle or something when he was taking out the trash and they had to take him to the ER or something like that. Um, if anything, I think the Galaxy don't need Gatorade or water. They need Sage in there. They gotta they gotta clean that thing out. They need some Olympia out there. Um, I, I do think, I, I agree with you to an extent that it's not a complete picture. Um, I would say that there are there are uh, obviously, I in my in my conversations with some front office members, it's not a good place right now. There, right now, like I mean, it, it quite frankly is is just not how you fix that. I think it's going to be a marker in terms of how we view Vanny. Um, I think winning this weekend would be absolutely incredible. And you look at a Austin team that, looking at kind of their past previous work, it's not. It's been a good start. It's not been an excellent start. And I think if there's anyone that can kind of capitalize on that, it's the Galaxy. Uh, they need a win. Um, it, I just, I, I look at, you know, points per game, you know, they're running at a 1.114. Um, the the number, the underlying numbers around this, this Austin team don't really exactly enjoy them. Uh, but I think the Galaxy... If there's one team on the bottom of the Western Conference, I think the Galaxy are a little bit better shaped to finally get a result this weekend than Kansas City. But that being said, Austin really likes to use the wings and pull teams into space and win on transition. What is the one thing the Galaxy are bad at doing, which is what we saw this weekend, this past weekend? Losing the ball in transition and then conceding goals because we don't do resting defense really well. That's my concern here. You know, like it. So I. 
I'm trying to be positive at the very least, but I do think this Austin game comes at about the worst time possible. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, I will say that Jalen Neal continues to be an excellent bright spot in all of this darkness, <laughs> right? No matter how much optimism we can pull out of this, um, I, I think that it's going to be great to see him play against Austin. I am going to be happy for him, but you know that they say that Europe's going to be looking at Jalen. Yeah, I mean, no, no question. I mean, he. He he just shows a level of um, emotional intelligence that few can match at that age. Like, I guarantee when I was that age, I did not have that level of just, I don't know how to put it, just, just, je ne sais quoi, like that ease and whatever, whatever you want to call it. He's incredibly brilliant. He's smart. He reads the ball well, you know, and I think that has been something that the Galaxy backline has lacked. I think with what we're going to see on Saturday is the Galaxy are going to run into a little bit of an issue here, which is Rigoni for Austin is really good. And he's really good at doing one thing and one thing only, and that's making center backs look stupid. They have to be very smart about those runs. And then on the flip side, if they're going to attack deep, Vanessanen, or however you pronounce it, in that back line for Austin is really good at eating headers. They're going to have to be very good about, you know, uh, about those two things. If they can, I actually do think they might have a shot at a draw here. And I hate the fact that I'm literally saying eh, a draw would be really good right about now, you know. But they do a really good job. Austin does a really good job of getting to what I call kill zones, which are areas where you are like kind of leveled to the goal line and you're just pulling back into the box and you just need a smart runner on that run, right? Like that is Manchester City DNA and everyone's doing it nowadays. If the Galaxy can get the outside backs a little bit tighter to prevent those kind of run-ins and then work on allowing our center backs to be better um, in the 3-5-2, then I think actually there's some there there's something here but it's still so nebulous and so just broken i guess that i i'm not as positive as i would like to be no absolutely um definitely i think it's realistic to say that this could be a draw obviously this is the worst start in la galaxy's history at this point i would say, of course, a win. This is a must win. It it feels like decision day. I 100% get that. Um, I mean, the Galaxy just keeps sliding down the table below San Jose. It's painful. And like how you're saying, Sporting Kansas City is taking a page out of our playbook, apparently. So, you know, the Galaxy have to start picking up the points. Um, it's not going to be easier in the Western conference as, as this goes on. So I hope that they get it together soon. I hope Vanny takes some notes because for, for himself, like I'm telling you, like just make sub sooner. Um, the people that he's deciding to sub in that, you know, it, I'm glad that the back lane can go ahead and like Jalen can go ahead and switch around and can play 
the position. I know that um, Raheem pushes up. I mean, Ricky Pouge, you can tell he's just really going for a Golasso. I mean, it's all right there, isn't it? I think that's the most painful part about this. It's like, look, we saw them step it up against LAFC. Um, you see what they can be. It's just like a, a against Austin. It's like, let, let's do it now. Like, this is the chance to get back in it. I feel like this team, this team literally and figuratively needs a win. I think that, you know, right now they're, everybody's been kind of down in the dumps and, and, you know, everybody needs this right now. And so I'm just glad to see that they're still playing with that gusto that they really, really are. I'm proud at the end of the day, you know, of the crest, despite everything. And it's because of the way that these guys um, show up now, you know, as long as they all keep their, their tempers in check and, you know, they're level-headed, you know, the, the, then it'll continue to be a proud thing. Cause definitely it wasn't a proud moment against, against Houston, you know, um, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's that's the interesting thing is the players because I I've seen over the past two weeks just so many individual errors from very experienced professionals that I'm like how how did this get here you know like how did you get to this point right you know how do you make this mistake how do you you know get there and it's it's frustrating but I think. They can turn it around. I agree with you. If there was ever a game to do it, now is the one. Um, but I also, I mean, I I almost feel like a lot of this isn't on Vanny. I feel like this is on the players. I mean, we talk about what happened in Houston, how unprofessional all of that was. You know, we talk about a lot of other stuff that's happened over the past seven games. It's It's been tough, but I, I do think you know, if they're going to ignite the season, now is the time. I, I really do hope they can, because I, I, you know, honestly, I played the eternal optimist and maybe I'm just exhausted and, and, and kind of in a bad mood. I just, I, I look at this team. I look at some of the issues that we have structurally, the way that they set up tactically, et cetera. And I'm, I, I, I struggle to find a, a, a bright spot. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we love this team and to lose to LAFC at home was the, I dare I say inevitable? I don't like that. I think of the Infinity Stones every time, but it just, you know, dare I say that eventually it had to happen that the Galaxy were going to lose. And I guess if LAFC is going to gonna win they they beat us when we were already down so to speak it's you know if i were lafc i'd be like okay so you won now what like how do you feel about that because yeah we're not we're not at the best that we could be and so it's it's all right i think it's gonna be all right um the galaxy finally broke me <laughs> i think oh I'm, no i think well, what i realized like <laughs> well well that's the thing though i mean i mean because like we you know we've talked about this on this pod we we know what we're dealing we're, what we're working with what we're dealing with like we we know right like it wasn't it wasn't a shock it wasn't a surprise you know it it was it was i mean it's it wasn't embarrassing at least you know what i mean like i was like okay well they they fought as hard as they could i know that this team you know literally like i was saying it had it, it's like you know, there's a thread in the sweater and you're just going to pull it. And this team is coming undone. I mean, it's just, 
it's just the state of the team right now. And I don't know if it's Vanny. I don't know if it's Klein. I don't know what's going on with these guys, but hopefully tomorrow they can turn it around. Yeah, I, I, I hope so, because I think it would do a lot of good for the fan base, to be quite honest. I mean, just again, as I've said in the conversations I've had with uh, with certain people, it, it's not a good place right now. Um, and I I think all of us are kind of feeling it. Um, but I think if, if, if they can kind of get out, you know, go into that 3-3-2 shape in the attack, you know, use Tyler Boyd as, as, as a good outlet valve, allow Chichiri to make those smart runs, maybe even bring Dayon in to kind of, you know, help with that kind of um, formation, then maybe we get something out of this. Um, I'm hoping they at least get a point. Uh, I, I just, I don't know what it's going to look like because I know Austin and looking at some of the players that Austin have with Rigoni and, and all the rest of them. I mean, that's a team that can just turn it on in 30 seconds or less. And it's, it's a little terrifying. Um, obviously, Cascante, Kolmanich and Fagundes are, are big losses for Austin, but they are a team that can just turn it on at any given minute. So there is a little concern there, but I, I do think, um, you know, they, there could be something here. I hope they take advantage of it. And uh, at least the game's going to be 7.30 at night, so that that heat that now has sprung <laughs> um, is going to be a much better game to play in. So I think the weather's going to be beautiful 7.30 at night at the Diggity. Um, I won't be there. I'll be watching from home with my doggies. So um, I hope everybody that goes has a really good time. And those that are watching, I'm right there with you. And cheers, everybody. Have a good... Uh, I, I mean... I'm excited. I'm praying that we get our first win and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll we'll do our brujaria on this on this end tonight. Uh where's my sage? I I think I lost left it somewhere. Anyway, I'll it's go okay. find I it. I got some some Himalayan salt crystal stuff out. So we'll we'll get this. Perfect. Can't wait.